Recent Chicago crime numbers are worse than we originally thought they would be at this point in the year. We're going to discuss that and the abysmal job that the mayor is doing and what can be done to fix this because it's critical. And then we're going to dive into the curious case of Kevin Samuels, his growth, and how he affects the manosphere. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. The Jesus abysmal Christ. job of Mayor Lightfoot, the curious case and the growth of Kevin Samuels. What do you want to tackle first? Let's tackle Lightfoot. We'll yes. leave it on, on uh, Kevin Samuel's last. Yeah. Um, fun and interesting. Um, yeah. So she's doing an abysmal job as a mayor. Um, some recent numbers that are out right now. This is according to Fox 32 Chicago. Crime in West Pullman. So that's the West Pullman neighborhood is up 566 percent from this time two years ago in the North Lawndale neighborhood. 201% in the South Lawndale neighborhood, 160% in the Chatham neighborhood, 116%. Only three areas targeted by City Hall are down from 2019. Um, I think it's pretty evident that the whole defund the police thing, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's it pretty evident and interesting like how quickly we're feeling the effects of that whole movement and that whole push that whole agenda yeah well uh, i really thought it'd be like like more down the road i didn't think that we would quick, yeah. see it and and feel it like what are we six months into the biden presidency and like it's like full-fledged it, it makes you wonder like how much worse can it get you know well, yeah, like everything that happened last summer leading into the Joe Biden presidency is now obviously coming into effect because Joe Biden is president. See, I feel like I, I feel like we would have still felt a lot of this shit. Like, like, and if anyone doesn't know about uh, the the bill that they passed, like that the fund the police bill, mm -hmm. that, that's the, or I don't want to call it the defund the police bill, but the bill that came. As a result of, of, of that rhetoric. You're talking um, about uh, uh, the one specific to Illinois? Yeah. Yeah. That's HB 3653. Look it up and, and you'll see. And it's like, well, you've made it where if there's a situation where like there's a shooting or something, right? The cops are more liable now. But the thing is, you have to realize something. Well, it's not just that. It's the cops are more liable uh, I think they took away uh, qualified immunity, yes. so now yeah. they could be sued. They have to have their own representation, right? So that costs money, yeah. you know. So it, it's it's 
it's horrible so essentially what you're telling them is in them affecting their duty as an officer yep if and when they're sued because anybody could sue for anything just because somebody sues you doesn't mean that they have a case and it doesn't even mean that they're justified in suing you but you still have to pay to defend yourself yeah yeah you're emboldening criminals because they're like oh well shit these guys kind of have their hi- the hands tied behind yeah, their back. Yeah, because what what cop is going to want to do anything if now it's like, well, this could cost me a case where now I got to like take money out of my pocket and get a lawyer to deal with this nonsense Over for a situ- doing my job. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing my job, but for a situation that really has nothing to do with me other than, oh, yeah, it's my job, my career. I don't know. Maybe let people do their jobs and their careers. And I, I mean... If someone steps outside of the the law, whether it be a cop or any other officer, well, then, yeah, you, you'll face repercussions, but you, you have to understand this is the nature of the job. It happens, you know? If 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 you're if you're like a, a butcher or something at a, at, at a Pete's Market or something, well, yeah, you probably aren't going to get in a situation like that, but you're, you're talking to a professional that that's policing the neighborhood there's bad neighborhoods these situations will happen there are shootings even in good neighborhoods what the other day the headline here in chicago was how what was it in wicker park or bucktown a party bus got shot up like yeah that type of stuff didn't used to happen in those areas yeah and so to me common sense laws do go a long way but we are we've strafed away so far away from common sense like we look at the police as the enemies when in reality we need the police for the people committing crimes this is not for police to be uh i'm not saying oh we need police over over, we need over policing of people i'm not saying that but there is crime happening like last year was a good representation so much so that that like we had to go and 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 see for ourselves some of the rioting some of the looting uh that was going on to see that the cops were literally doing nothing yeah when we asked them why aren't you doing why are you doing nothing they were like well i mean i mean come on man and i remember one guy specifically and i remember we covered this in the episode and it was like so just whack of of an answer on his party oh well it's just property it's just property yeah but like it's property that like pays taxes that yeah you know goes to the city and it's just like as an officer you should care about these things but that is the approach and the mindset that that has been developed and created where it's just like oh well you know it's a a a laid-back approach which it's not gonna like benefit no. anybody and it's not going to get better it's going to get worse it's going to get worse and we're looking at the numbers that you gave the percentage that you gave this is 2021 let's not forget 2020 had the riots and the lootings and 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 let's not forget that that act that actually happened because there's people that oh it wasn't there is that 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 group of people that will say well no those were protests peaceful protests no 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 go to our Facebook, go to uh, as a matter of Instagram. fact, Instagram. Some of the footage that 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 you took 
uh, for for the Nini Zelli situation was uh, put on. Um, what was the the name of the documentary? Uh, uh, I forgot. It, yeah, it was a well. There's a reason why the footage was was. We were approached about the footage was because it it showed the truth, not the stuff that the news says, not the stuff that CNN says, not the stuff that MSNBC says. No, this is the stuff that actually happens. You know, uh, last year when when they were taking the statue down or what, trying to take was the statue it the, down, the Great Race Game or the Great American Race Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the name of the documentary. So. Um, and and that Sorry, it's like yeah. we have so much going on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we forget. Like, oh yeah, hey, remember the footage? Articles, <laughs> oh yeah, articles, podcast, <laughs> other business endeavors. Yeah, hangingwithapes.com. You can get it all. <laughs> Audioapesmusic.com. If you want the music too, everything we have it. But the thing is, it's like merch. In, get yeah, some merch. The merch. <laughs> the shirts. Man, man. The merch is amazing. <laughs> K -Car yeah, K Cartoon knows how to fucking design a good ass shirt. The merch is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so you know, they reached out, they wanted that footage of of what was going on. And that's the thing is like when people say like, oh, you know, they speak from like behind a desk or behind a a, a, a screen and they they think they know what's going on, but I mean, are you on the ground floor? Have you have you been there? Have you seen it? No. Nah. In most cases, they they have not. And so that was that was looting and rioting. That wasn't peaceful protest. That's not what that no. was at all. There's businesses to this day that are boarded up. Yeah. In in a lot of these neighborhoods, because yeah, Home Depot is going to open up, but Home Depot has a good ass reserve. Because Home Depot is known. Home Depot is actually a really needed business. And it's a, it's literally, when you think of fixing a home, you think of Home Depot. It probably, the Home Depot probably recovered all of what they lost like the very next day. Or yeah. like at least within the very next week. Whereas, you know, a lot of these mom and pop shops, a lot of these places, they, they didn't. And they never came back. And they never recovered. And then you wonder why so many businesses don't want to be in certain areas and and then the complaint is oh well there's no money in the area there's well i mean but when there was you maybe you yourself didn't partake in like what drove the business out but did you speak out against it like were you okay did you vote for a candidate whether it was like in a local race or uh or a, a national race that was against this sort of thing yeah. You know, you got to ask yourselves these questions. That and and understanding, like, I'm not here to, to to champion anybody. But, you know, when Amazon tried to come to New York. Yeah. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said, oh, no, we don't want you here. We don't want you here. We don't want you here. And Amazon kind of got the message like, well, okay, cool. Well, well we, was it that she was it that that she didn't want them there, or like she wanted to implement like all sort of like tax burdens on them? I thought that's what it was. Yeah, ta tax burdens. Well, first of all, she didn't even she, and 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 mind you, she has a degree in economics. Good lord, yeah, yeah, that because, means nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing because she said I think they were giving him uh, or Amazon a three billion dollar tax like. Over the course of some yeah, years cut. or something like that, yeah, exactly. And she's like, "No, we could use that three billion dollars 
for something else. No, dummy. This is tax taxes that would be generated from the business in, yeah, in like in, as it's happening. And it's not like we, they had three billion dollars to cut give you a fucking check for three billion. Yeah, it's an incentive to take out. So you clearly have no concept of how things work on an economic level, and you are being voted in by these people, and these people are directly affected by this. And yet she keeps getting voted in. So then it's like, well, the politics definitely do match the results. But then what does that say about the people voting for this candidate too? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just want to remain living in. And again, I'm not here to say, oh, I'm pro Amazon. Amazon is the greatest company ever. They do everything perfect. I'm not. I'm not. But a job is a job. It's better to have an option for a job than no job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, uh, and we've talked about this before, uh, not really even in pre-production, but just in, in general and just like a lot of these big companies do get a lot of subsidized shit. Yeah. And yeah, okay. We don't necessarily agree with that shit. No. Because yeah. it's it, it, it takes away the Darwinistic nature yeah. of business, which that's what capitalism is when it comes to business to get the better product. Someone has to fail. Someone has to, and, and yes, Amazon and the and o- the only thing that I ever think that the government should do in terms of business is get out of the way, deregulate, and get, like offer tax incentives. Yeah. That's that's it. Like you know what I'm saying. I don't think that it really needs to be anything more than that. And you see who is the most efficient. Yeah, you know. And so to me, that that's like okay. I understand. I think where we could look, I don't know if we could look eye to eye, but at least we could agree, even if it's from a different angle, is this pseudo-capitalism, like where they're like, oh, well, these people get treated perfect. Well, yeah, like the airlines. Yeah, like the card, uh, the the auto industry. Yeah, like some of but these they're big the main businesses. Ones, they're the main ones that cry for a handout. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, like, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't agree with that either. Yeah. Like, I don't agree, like I said, if if in the midst of a pandemic or the economy takes a downturn, if you want to go to Congress as a business and be like, hey, listen, because of what we foresee in sales and 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 what we foresee coming due to like this this pandemic or this downturn, we want to get our taxes reduced by this much. Like, that's an argument that I am willing to have. Yeah. But, like, if it's, a, oh, hey, cut us a check. No, 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 no. First off, like, where is your planning for a rainy day, number one? Yeah. And number two, like, where is your fucking, your fighter spirit of, like, all right, well, now we got to, like, innovate and figure out, like, how we're going to, like, sustain through yeah. this storm. Because the small businesses had to do it. Yeah. The small and, and and to the point is like so inefficient. The other day I was talking to somebody and it was funny how they were they were telling me how they've realized that so many people have done these uh PPP loan scams. Yeah. People saying that they own businesses, that they never own a business in their life, and like all this type of shit. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, the government is so inefficient. Like, what good, even if Amazon did have a check to cut for $3 billion and give it to to New York, what good would it have done when you guys are so fucking inefficient with how yeah. you handle everything? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 
and that's one of the main things that I try to convey to people is like stop with this like every time that there's that 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 you have an idea or you want to talk about oh like what could be done to better the situation it, it always starts with oh the government could do this the yeah. government can do that nah like like I, I think that it, it's pretty well proven that 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 yields like no yeah. nothing beneficial and, and, and let's get this straight too like okay in this case the government when it comes to crime this is literally in your realm of let's take care of this. Well, At the very well, least, well, that is their job. See, exactly, the government. All your job is is that to keep the people safe, <laughs> to keep people safe, and and like and and for nothing to infringe upon upon their freedom. Yeah. One of the main things that keeps people unsafe and infringes on their freedom is yeah. crime. You know, because it's hilarious. Because how can you well, not like hilarious. like if there's like a, a gang of bandits outside? Like yeah. so, we'll use like old West terms. <laughs> like, well, it's like, well, how can I go to my business? How can I build? How can I do what I need to do? If like, no. so that's where the government comes in. Is like, well, this is why you pay taxes. To like, we take care of this stuff, like exactly. things that keep you unsafe yeah. and infringe upon your freedom. This is how far gone we are. Yeah, this is well, how far gone we are. We're we're like we're so far removed from the fundamentals. Yeah, like the government's job, they don't do it because they're bu they're busy micromanaging other shit that ain't got shit to do with them. Like, but they think that they do, and we as the people allow it, and we think that they do as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you raise taxes. Oh no, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell, tell, uh, pass a law that'll push a certain political agenda in schools for children. Oh yeah, no, none of these things are the government's job. The government's job is, like you said, yeah, keep the streets safe. Uh, common sense regulation, not not over regulation, but really like more so at this point deregulation. Yeah, and make things kind of run like a fine old machine. The other day, Which I the government to, doesn't even have to worry yeah. about. The people will handle that. Yeah, the people will handle that. It, it's just basically like, what can you do at this point in regards to this particular issue? Yeah, what can you do to reduce crime? I can't even pay a ticket. I can't even pay. I got a a, a, a traffic ticket. Went to court through Zoom, and. Um, I'm trying to pay it. I can't pay it because it's so inefficient. The website is inefficient. The number that they gave me inefficient. The lady that took my my, my email to send me like some information I needed. I, I've yet to get the email. You guys can't even do that, right? Like a, a court, you know? Like that's where you start looking at. Damn, like this is taxpayer money, waste. Uh, yeah, at work. Yet the crime is up in many of the neighborhoods yet the crime looks like it's not going to go down anytime soon because criminals are incentivized oh yeah hey no hey, don't worry about the bail we don't need you here uh, unless you're catching bodies aka murdering people don't worry about it you'll 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 be at home and well of course then that's why the crime is going to be high and then when 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 asked about it this is the thing that, that kills me is when when lightfoot was asked about it she lies. She says, no, crime is down. Yeah. No, no, it's not down. You're the mayor, and you're literally lying to people. The people of Chicago, you're lying to them, saying that the crime is down. 
Well, that that goes back to like what we were talking about before about how you have people that are really living in 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 two different realities because she's saying that and there are people like in in that particular article that that uh i got those stats from if you look in the comment section there are still people in the comment section that think that she's doing a good job and it's just like well make that make sense that you think that she's doing a good job like how how does that make sense and they can't make it make sense and the reason why they can't make it make sense is because there are many people that are living in two different realities that like really like that is what it boils down to and so i think her being a politician and you know being the mayor of chicago i think she's well aware of that like i think she's well aware of the fact that she could say crime is down provide no evidence of such and then people are gonna run with well crime is down <laughs> yeah and well it's like well you're not gonna fact check it you're not gonna you're not gonna look into it you're gonna believe it at face value yet the streets are showing something different yeah carjackings are the norm now uh if you don't live downtown and even downtown now it's getting like yeah. you start seeing more situations but at least you're a little bit safer downtown you're in the south side you're not you're not doing very well and anywhere really in the outskirts like north side west everything it's like there's that's crime happening yeah at, at a higher rate well of uh, course. i read a stat the other day that we're already where we're at with uh expressway shootings in 2021 we've already surpassed the total number of expressway shootings of 2020 yeah and we still have you know quite a bit to go this year that's fucking that's that's ridiculous uh but yeah even even uh <laughs> i don't know it's it's weird because like even i've i've had family that's had situations like like traffic situations with with people like on some like violent type shit and i'm like damn we can't even live a normal life there's no recourse yeah i th then i think the other day too uh, uh pritzer actually admitted that there has been a mass exodus in the last 10 years of Chicagoans leaving, which that doesn't Duh. bode very well because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you raise taxes, but when there's less people, <laughs> you're not really making any money. At what point do you stop and think, yeah. well, like, what can we do to incentivize it so people don't want to leave? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what, what was the difference between... Back in the day where droves of people were coming to a big city like New York, Chicago, L.A., what was the difference between then and now where droves of people are leaving these places? The political leadership, that was the difference. Political leadership, taxes, regulation, all of that shit, upward mobility, you kill it. You kill it by, this is the stuff that kills it. The poor leadership, this stuff. like. People, when when in that article that I read where people were like, oh, well, what could a mayor do? A lot that the mayor could do. One, at this point, she could unleash the police. Like, unleash them. Yeah. You could 
implement stop and frisk. Like it's worked before. It's worked. There's yeah. like historical data to show that it's worked. Am I saying harass every citizen in the city? No, but like in these areas and these hot spots where you know shit is prone yeah. to pop off, certain liquor stores, certain uh, corners, certain places where you know shit is uh, prone to pop off, you stop and frisk. Yeah, like the whole idea of stopping and frisking is that you get people off of the street for long enough and like the crime starts to starts to reduce. You implement that. You could take away the body cameras. Police are so apprehend apprehensive about doing their jobs nowadays because they know that like there's this camera on. And so whatever tactics that they might be willing to implement yeah, that yeah. might be a little bit more aggressive because they need to be a little bit more aggressive, they're going to be hesitant if they implement it at all because they feel yeah. like they're going to be watched and scrutinized and get in trouble for it. And then also, I think you could do a tax incentive with uh, neighborhood watches. Like, you could come up with a program yeah. would be like, listen, we're not going to put the sole responsibility on the police. Certain communities can start implementing neighborhood watches. And what we could do is have an award-based system where, based on how much your neighborhood reduces crime, yeah. Is we could come up with a percentage where we could reduce your property taxes by that much. Yeah. You know how much businesses and 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 o people that own property in these areas, how much they they're gonna like wanna wanna jump up and and like actually do something, even if it's even if it's simple as simple as calling the police yeah. or or whatever the case when they see something, they don't call the police because they know nothing is gonna happen. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And the police don't want to do anything because they know that they're gonna arrest this person and next week they're gonna be out on the street. Yeah. It's like it's a whole issue that really from top to bottom, from prosecutors to the courts to like what's going on in the communities like needs to yeah. needs to happen um and the fact that that she just doesn't want to deal with the reality and i'm yeah. wondering like at what point will it, it it smack her in the face and be like listen there's no more saying that crime is down like everybody knows that that's not the case not only that but i mean the the scarier part is does she win again because yeah, if she well, does, that's that's uh, that's what's scary. Because you'll never learn if you keep winning. Well, you'll that's what yeah. that's what's scary about all of this stuff is like now that we're living in a world where election integrity is yeah. actually an issue. It yeah. really does make you wonder, like, can anything really change? Because the yeah. only thing. The only thing that can like make these things change, it's really like three three things. One, voting these people out because now they know that they don't have a political future if if things don't they don't actually do a better job. Yeah. But what we saw was somebody in office with the presidential election that actually did a great job in terms of the economy upward mobility prosperity everything like that and then they got they got voted out so that in and of itself is like a scary scary notion if he actually did get voted out and like that election was like a legit election that's like a crazy ass thing yeah. to think about that it's like somebody could actually do a better job and so it does make you think like how far gone is election integrity 
or how far down the rabbit hole are we like if if in terms of like are we going in like the socialist communist route because that's typically what, what happens in the, those places is like yeah. they don't really care about any of that shit because they don't want to work to make their situation better so what yeah. they want to vote for is like well yeah i don't care about the stock market because i don't own a stock i don't own. i don't care about real estate prices not being inflated yeah. because like what we have now is inflated but like actual like like authentic growth like i don't care about that because like i'm not gonna buy or own anything yeah so it's just one of those things it's like oh i don't and now i don't even care about wages going up yeah because i don't want to get a job you know like that is so like what could you do about that you know like you don't even want to live in in a functioning world you want to live in a world where it's just like well somebody works and taxes get taken from them and you get cut a check every month that and then that becomes like a crisis of the left really because you do see you do see there is and of course the news doesn't talk, the local news doesn't talk about it but like when the alderman when when the riots and looting was happening i think it was pilson's alderman at the time I'm not sure if he's still the alderman. I know they had a... There's a new alderman now in Pilsen. He's like, where are the cops? Why aren't we being proactive about this? So, like, we have to remember, we came from a time when Daly was the mayor. Mm -hmm. And Daly is... Jesus Christ, he's great compared to... to, Like, literally every mayor that we've had has gotten worse. So it's like, this is almost even a crisis for the left... In, in, in states like this where like you're or, or in a cities like this where you're om- it's almost like you're gonna win if you're lefty you're gonna you're gonna get in so then it's like do, do, are there gonna be common sense lefties right like are there gonna be the mayor daily lefties like the, the 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 alderman from Pilsen who said hey By listen today's standards mayor daily wasn't even a lefty no no he's a fucking he's a terrible person is what he is like he he'd be he'd be in he'd be actually considered a right winger in yeah. today's standards, because fucking if you, if you look at like the, the people that they'll call right wingers, like Joe Rogan, it's like yeah, it's not even close to right wing. It's yeah. not even close. But they'll call that. They think Bill Maher is like, oh, look at him. Leaning he flirts, towards, leaning towards the right. Yeah, yeah, it's like, come on, these guys are not even in the right. No, not at all. And and, and you're you're saying that, so it's you can't even. How can he, how can a Republican even win when you can't even get a common sense Democrat to win yeah. in, in Chicago? That's how bad it's gotten here. And it's like, well, where do you start? How do you how do you go about it? Uh, is this something where the, the like because because then I start thinking about like the state, right? Like Matt Rauner or uh, was it Matt? Uh, I don't know. I don't even remember if it was. Well, I know it was Governor Rauner. Rauner. Um, He's like, I'm not going to increase taxes. He vetoed the bill that they passed. They literally vote because they, they had the majority in the yeah. House. And they were just like, no, we're raising taxes. So you take the power away from the Republican governor who does not want to raise taxes on the on the people of Illinois. It's like, well, does this start does this start in the House of Representatives for, for the And comes up and what's funny is he state? came up with ideas that could bring revenue to the state without being a tax burden to the people, which yeah. is like exactly what you would expect from a business guy is like, you know, where he he operates in that sense of like, all right, well, we could be efficient 
lower the burden of taxes on the people of Illinois, give something better for the people yeah. of Illinois, and still like generate revenue. Yeah. So so over here overnight you can't do shit because you have such a they have a stronghold. Yeah. Of, like the Democrats have such a stronghold that they'll literally stonewall you. Yeah. Well, it, and that's why it really boils down. It really boils down to to the people. It's just like, well, at what point are you gonna get fed up? Like, at what point are you gonna get like educated about about like yeah. what's going on? And like the really the only thing that can spark that is when you start to question like your quality of life. Is just like. Yeah. Well, fuck, why does my rent go up every year? Well, your rent goes up every year because the property taxes in of the building you live in go up every year. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and now your rent is, in, in, in many people's cases, it's going up at a rate far greater than what their wages are going up. Oh, yeah. So now, <laughs> because now you, you, you consider it's just like, oh, like, let's say maybe you got, you got a raise, right? And, and so... Maybe now you make an additional an additional hundred dollars a month, like, and that's a pretty significant raise, like for most people, a no. hundred dollars a month. But now, like next year, your rent, what if it goes up? Even if it goes up seventy five a month, you still gotta apply uh, apply everything else. Gas has gone up, food has gone up. So really, you're making less money now. Like when you yeah, when yeah. you apply all of that stuff. You're making less money, and so rather than that seventy-five dollars had gone up on your rent, it's like maybe you start thinking and like pushing for candidates that would incentivize yeah. these people not to go up on the rent. Yeah, that yeah. would also incentivize lowering property taxes. Like all of this stuff is right. like part, like that it affects you. But the thing is. There's not a lot of people like that question their quality of life. They're just cool with the status quo. Yeah, and and that's a very like scary and sad thing and I notice that that is one thing that I find myself doing like almost on a daily basis is like I always like look at and and consider what am I doing? What am I spending time and resources on? And how is it advancing my quality of life? Yeah. Traveling, learning, me making my dent in the universe. That's why, yeah. like, a lot of times people, like, they'll be like, fuck, like, it's Saturday and, like, you're fucking working on building a website or you're fucking writing an article because, like, I, I'm putting a dent in the universe. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I get it. Like, you want to go and get fucked up? Like, live it up. Like, it's fine. But that doesn't. To me, like that's that doesn't enhance my quality of life at all. It's not fulfilling. It's not fulfilling. It doesn't enhance my quality of life. Like, I love the idea of like going to like a foreign land, and while I'm on the plane going there, I'm either like listening to a beat, writing some new music, or like reading something that I'm learning about, or or like writing an article, or or, or, or whatever have you. So. And there are people that are like that, that they're yeah. always 24-7, I want to enhance my quality of life. I want to enhance my quality of life. Yeah. But then there's some people that like, they, 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 never, they never do it. They never do it. And so, and it's funny because 
like I have, you know, I own, you know, what we, you too, like we own property and, and stuff like that. And like, there's times where, because like I try to keep my, my rents affordable and, and, um, like I, I try not to be like, have it, the rent burdensome on the tenants and stuff. Like I like when I see like my tenants because like they're doing like either they're doing good maybe they got a raise and like this year their rent didn't go up it's yep. like oh they were able to get a, a new car or this and that like I, i'll never forget i'll never forget um it was like when i had my old car like i seen all, all my my tenants uh their their cars outside yeah and i was and i was joking with them because they were all outside i was like look at i was like everybody has a nicer car than me look at that what i was like what's going on like there's something not right here everybody has a nicer car than me yeah. but i was joking but the point that i'm making is is like it does enhance people there, around you. now like your quality of life is enhanced and so that's what i'm saying like there could be a harmony there but like when the government is overbearing all that does is be like oh well you know what i gotta raise the rent because it doesn't make sense for me to own this property yeah. and be in charge of everything that happens here but like i'm 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 gonna make minimal minimal money no and so gentrification people really, need to think about that yeah yeah like the way they talk about gentrification and shit like that no a lot of times, the city creates an environment where motherfuckers are going to move to these neighborhoods because they ain't got nowhere else to go, and the population changes, and the people that were living there can't live there no more. Right. Because you, the city, you, the state, have created a situation where everything is way more expensive. You tax them out. So you, Yeah, exactly. You tax them out. You push them out. And then the people that can survive a little bit, they'll move in. Might be a different demographic, but it's like the the very essence of what you you're quote unquote against is what you actually perpetuate with your politics. Everything yeah. that they say they're against, they perpetuate. Like you and I were having a phone conversation the other day about inflation, yeah. like. By you giving all these fucking Biden bucks and all this money, this free money out there, we are seeing it live in real time reach the consumer level with things, you know, groceries, con different consumer products, rent, no. where the, the prices of these things that people need to, to have and survive is so inflated it's so inflated like the you're you're affecting these people because they yeah they don't own stocks like they don't like they don't there's no assets they don't own real estate there's no assets so yeah to people that are holding yeah. on to assets yeah fucking let it rip let it rip but to people that own nothing that it it benefits them none and i, I the other day i was watching this uh i was watching this uh documentary from um, uh, Frontline PBS. Yeah. They actually make pretty... I'll, I'll give it to them. They lean left. They definitely lean left. But they're, they're, they maintain a level of balance with with their 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 stuff they really yeah. do there's a so i was watching this documentary um and um i if anybody wants to watch it like they should it, it, it's recent it's um i think i want to say is like how the fed works if, if i'm not mistaken it's mm -hmm. about an hour long um 
a lot of uh, uh, economic uh, jargon in there. So if like that's something that's not your cup of tea, like be mindful of it. I love that type of shit. Um, but to each his own. But anyway, in that particular documentary, it starts off with talking about the pandemic and it starts off with a food line where i don't know where these people were but they were in cars with their masks on with their family in the car and as they were maneuvering through the line or whatever they were in line to get food right yeah and so it definitely starts off on the like sympathetic foot like oh look at these people how they were affected by the pandemic and so the reporter asks the people in the cars, like, so you're not, you don't have any income right now? You don't, and the lady's like, no, we don't have any income, uh, this, that, and the third. So that's what it gears towards is like, you know, you having this sympathy for, yeah. for these people. And so then it kind of, which in, I found it kind of cool, it starts there, but then it sort of backtracks and then it goes to 2008. And yeah. then it talks about, sort of the the implementation of quantitative easing, which for people that don't know what quantitative easing is, that's essentially money printing. It's yeah. like people are fucked up. Companies, people are fucked up. Here, let's print some some money. And devalue and, the dollar. And, and, and give it to them, but you don't realize that it devalues the dollar. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so that that's essentially what... Um, that's badass. What, what, what happens. And so now... What you see is it starts to go through the pros and cons of this. And what's very interesting in that documentary is there's a lot of economists that are saying, they're like, I believe that this is the craziest financial experiment in the history of the world. And I believe that it is going to end very, very badly. There's one guy, he's an established economist, has assets, all type of shit. And he says, he's like, I am as uneasy about the financial system now as I've ever been in my whole life. And These so, are people who dedicate their life to, to this type of reading shit. the economy, paying attention to how people spend. And he's scared. Exactly. That should scare the fuck out of you. Exactly. And, and so... My thing is this, like, I love growth. I, lo- I love it. I love it. But it has to be real growth. Like, what you are doing, this is that fucking Brazilian butt lift shit that all the bitches rave about. <laughs> like, the BBLs. Like, this is that shit. It's yeah. like, it's not real. Go to the gym. You you want that fucking high and tight horse ass? Like, you got to go to the gym and do squats and do, squats and do stairs and yeah. do all that yeah. type of shit. But that shit <laughs> is not going, it's, it's not going to end well it's not it's not it's not gonna yield the benefits that you think it's gonna yield and so yeah does the market have ups and downs yes and have we seen the great depression yes but those things those hardships those are opportunities for the market to correct itself that's not learn that's not the opportunity to like inflate it and like this one guy uh i i don't know like what his function was exactly but and in that particular documentary, he was talking about it and he was like, he was like, it's crazy. He's like, you have all these people like buying these assets and like just going crazy. And you, you the reason why they're buying is because we're living in a time where if you think about it, nothing goes down anymore. Yeah. It's, oh, well, shit is all fucked up here. More money. Shit is all fucked up here. More money. So now you don't even yeah. know like what is good and what isn't. Because 
everything is so inflated yep. and so instead of there has to yeah. be a return to the the fundamentals and that's why like in this realm of what's going on you'll never like, learn. As, as much as uh, as an investor as i am when it comes to the stock market and when it comes to real estate i don't i still don't step away from the fundamentals no i still know. won't step away from it because if and when that if if things keep going this way well i'm still winning but if and when that dark day comes, whatever hit, good. whatever hit I take, it won't be nothing compared to what many tri- people yeah. experience. And, and this is to me where like you don't like like for example, uh, the the closest thing to the auto industry bailout with this whole thing was the air uh, the airline industry bailout. Why aren't we seeing politicians be like, all right, cool? We need to do like a security deposit thing for these motherfuckers. Like we have the numbers, we have the statistics. This is how much you should have instead of doing the whole like where they're buying their own stock. What do they call the it? Stock buybacks. Yeah, the stock stock buybacks. No, or put or, your money. Or even better, yeah. don't even get the government involved in that. Do whatever you want, but when the dark day comes, don't you're cry. done. Yeah. Like don't come knocking on my door. That's all. Like buy back all you want. Yeah. Treat your customers like shit. No. Fucking charge them. In fact, here charge them a thousand dollars because they go one pound over on their bag. Do whatever crazy asinine shit when they come on the plane. Hit them in the fucking face. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do, but when that dark day comes, when when that dark day that dark day comes, don't knock on my door. No. Don't knock on my door. Fail and leave me the fuck alone. Leave the taxpayers alone and leave the fucking money printer alone. Leave it alone. I don't understand like what is so hard to to conceptualize about that. And it and it's and it's really it's some bullshit because like they they talk to this guy, they interview this guy from the from the <laughs> Fed. And what's funny when they interview him, piece of shit, like straight up bureaucratic piece of shit, he's like, well. Because the, the reporter, and that's where I say, like, it gets balanced. The reporter is like, like, but don't you see that, like, this is creating inflation and, and, and this is not wow. good and this is not real? This reporter sounds like they're as good as Don Lemon. <laughs> no, just playing. no, that's, <laughs> that, that is offensive to this guy. Like, what you just. <laughs> but, and side note, did you see that disaster? With Joe Biden talking uh, the about the COVID hall, shit, yeah, and Don Don Lemon's just looking at him and and like letting that shit ride. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, but what, what, like that's not even like surprising to me. No, not anymore. But, but anyway, let's get back to it. But uh, but anyway, um, the reporter he asks the guy from the Fed. He's like, "Aren't you like worried about the inflation and the potential problems this could cause?" And this is what they always do. They they make an appeal to the to the unfortunates of the world. It's like, well, well, when you are a worker, when you're a worker and the only asset that you have is your job and the companies need this money because they don't want to go out of business and so these people could have their job, um, I think that's a small price to pay. Well, no, you goofy bitch, because like you're destroying the quality of life for everybody, yeah. including those people, number one. And number two, stop fucking selling this idea that a job is an asset because yeah. it's not. It's not an asset. It's not an asset, and also not everyone gets a trophy, and you better fucking plan better and be better 
so you don't have to be in that position because you always take the responsibility away from the person as well. Exactly. No, listen, life happens. You better have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, and a plan D. And we can't keep treating these people, these hypothetical people, like they're not like smart enough to be able to have multiple plans. Let's create a culture. And even if they're know. not smart enough to have multiple plans, oh, well. get, get smart. Yeah. Get smart. The internet is everywhere. Like that's yeah. what's so crazy. And the other day I was watching um this uh this uh and I think this this is like kind of a decent little segue into the next topic. I was I was watching this video where it was um like a, a Zoom or a, a Skype video from uh, Rich Cooper from Entrepreneurs and Cars, and he had on there Rolo Tomasi. Well, you gonna say something? Well, look what we're just talking about. We're just talking about all this shit, right? When yeah. it comes to financial stuff and the whole politics behind it. I just want to read you this headline because Jesus Christ, one major city could soon tax rich drivers. What? <laughs> What? What? That's all they know the, to come Desperation. Up with. Desperation. Yeah. Oh, well, we got to tell. How would, how would, how can you, like, what? what? Like, you have to th- think about the implications of, like, knowing who's rich and who's not as far as, like, drivers are concerned. And, like, what an overreach of, like, your rights that is first of all like what you so now you know my finances are you gonna tax me because i got more money and then also like who's to say who's rich and who's not because just how do you know like this person's money is not tied up in assets like we you and i were having a conversation about that in pre-production it's like yeah i might be worth a million dollars but like how do you know i I don't i have a million dollars in cash like I can't just oh well because you want to tax me because you think I'm rich. Yeah, because like a doctor that makes two hundred thousand a year and a businessman that 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 might have more money, like you said, it's a different thing. Maybe the doctor has cash on hand, but the businessman has all his hands on it. Like, so how can you really yeah take money away from this person? You might actually be hurting them because they might be cash. Uh, yeah, cash. No one cash, 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 cash poor. Yeah, yeah. and and so. These are concepts that, like, but, you but don't these really... these people don't know yeah. anything about no this economic shit. No, no, no economic fucking mindset or, or, or thought process at all. Oh, ta- the, the rich, tax the rich, tax the rich drivers. What are you talking about? Like, you don't even know what you're talking and, about. And you act like rich is, like, a state... Like, you can only stay rich. You know what I'm saying? Because Thomas Sowell talks about this. Yeah. You know... It's a roller coaster. Yeah, it's a roller coaster. One year you might be in, in a certain tax bracket. The next, you know, oh, something happened. Business is low. You know, innovation. Other companies. Now you're you're uh, at this level. So now you're trying to guess who has this much, who has that much this year, that that year. You have no idea. Yeah, it's like it reminds me of in Big Daddy when uh, they're shopping. And then and then like he, he he they throw the 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 canned goods on the floor yeah. to dent them so they could get a discount because it's damaged and he's <laughs> yeah. like micro he's like he's like Microsoft just took a three percent hit we got to save some money he tells the little boy and it's like it's funny because like you think back then it's like an incredibly sophisticated joke joke yeah. and also like what a great way to like. Obviously, like it's wrong what they're doing. It's fraud. <laughs> but like, but like, what a thing for a child to like wrap his mind around. And then even when the girl 
talks about like sees them in the store and she sees the kid throwing the can down yeah. she's like what are you doing and he's like microsoft took a three percent hit and then she's like <laughs> n- and she looks at, at the at, at adam sandler she's like yeah real nice like teaching him that <laughs> but but it's just you know it, it's just a, a, a way to look at the world but yeah. at least there's some like economic foundation to yeah. how they're operating yeah. <laughs> Exactly. They're smarter than the politicians that are voted in the in America. Kid, that kid, the, that what, however old he is, is smarter than these motherfuckers that are coming up with these policies. America, I hope we do better. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 um, but yeah. So I was looking at that at that video. The there was like a Skype video or or Zoom video, and it had Rich Cooper, uh, uh, my my man Aaron Clary, Rolo Tomasi, and it had a, another guy and. What was interesting in that video, they were talking about like men being exceptional. They were that's kind of like what they were talking about. It was like like a, a 14, 15 minute video. And they were talking about what they all think can be done for men to be exceptional. And and they actually bring up the Fresh and Fit podcast on there. And like they were giving them their credit. They're like, man, like look at these young dudes doing their thing or whatever. And Rich Cooper was saying like, there's never been a time easier in history to make money because it's out there. And it's true. It's like the, the there's like money flowing everywhere. Yeah. It's just, you know, how you, you maneuver and, and you, you operate and stuff like that. And because that is the case, it's just like, why can't people get smart? Like you, you got so many resources with the internet. Like you could yeah. look at videos like this, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like there's so many people that their drive is so dead. They're, they're, and I think they even talk about that in that particular video. Like there's what so many is it people though? that have that that have something that sedates them. It's either weed or drugs or or their or or like their wife, video their family, games. video games, like all of that shit. And it's just like it's it's killing the drive of of many men. I just thought about it too. Like like when uh when I fixed the 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 dryer, mm-hmm. I've never opened up a dryer in my life. As I was opening up the dryer, I was thinking in my head like, damn, I'm never going to be able to put this bitch back together. I don't know what what I'm doing. But I'm looking at the video. I learned how to fix a certain part of the dryer. Right there, I learned a valuable lesson. If I, if like, I can learn something. I don't need to go to school. I don't need to pay anything. Trial and error, yes. But if I learn enough about this one thing, I could now... I've now I now have this information. Now I could be like, oh, this part of the dryer, this part. Now I start a business. I'm going to start fixing dryers. It's scalable. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 it's, it's scalable. Yeah. Like, it definitely, definitely so. And that was something that uh, Aaron Clary was talking about. Is because like, of the internet. What do you have that is scalable? Like, yeah. what do you have that, you know, you could do uh, something where you gave that example of? And... That's kind of why, and I think we could like segue into the next topic. Like that, that's kind of why I feel good about a guy like Kevin Samuels starting to develop because society is all connected and and interwoven, culture and everything that's going on. 
And what I like about a guy like Kevin Samuels is like what he promotes is work. Like he really does promote work because he even talks about like even like when if you're a high value man, that's a concept that that he explores a lot. If you're a high value man, he's like, well, to be honest, like high value men, most of their time is spent working. Yeah, exactly. And it really is like almost every person that I look up to, like throughout the course of like, you know, uh, uh, real estate, stocks, music, podcasting, like writing the things that like I'm into the people that I look up to in these individual fields, they're working all the time, like all the time. And so what that does is number one, it creates like a a, a wave of self-sufficient people. What are they working on as well? You know what I mean? Because you could work 30 years for a company that ain't got shit to do with you building anything. Oh yeah. But like a guy like Kevin Samuels, he's providing something. He's, He's making putting his a dent, dent in, in exactly, the yeah. yeah. Like that's what's important too. Like, what are you bringing that's that transcends you as well? You know what I mean? Like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel. Yeah, I make a little bit of bread from sponsorships and all that. But what information am I relaying to other men? Yeah. What information am I relaying to other women? What am I sharing that's making people better? And I think that like that's what's dope about it is like like what we, the example that you gave about the real estate. Like you you make good deals. And who benefits from this? The contractors that go and fix the units. The people that are renting that now have 100 bucks extra to be able to put into whatever they want. You could put that into a Roth IRA. You could put that into groceries. You could put that into, if you have kids, all right, cool. I could buy your school supplies. You really do make a dent in people's lives without really even thinking about it. Like You you might be like, oh, I well, I'm just doing it. But it, it's like... No, this changes people's lives even by a little bit. Residual effects. Yeah, yeah. and and it's important and, and it's important to take note of that because yeah, video games are fun. Yeah, partying is fun, but like none of those things make anyone better. Like that, and I don't care what I don't. No one can argue that with me because it's it's cool. It's fun. I'm not saying I won't go out with you guys. We've went out. I've had drinks. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but. When it becomes something that like clouds your upward mobility, when it clouds like you doing something productive, being innovative, well, yeah, I think that's a bad thing. You know, like I look at some of some of the people we grew up with uh, now, and it's like, wow, there's no growth. Yeah. But you know, with the next video game, when it comes out, you got that shit reserved. You're the greatest video game player ever. But damn. What does that mean? Well, what and, does that do? And, and and what's funny, what's funny is that you say that because I was you and I were talking the other day and I was telling you about one of our friends that like I recently we grew up with. I recently reached out to him on Snapchat. I I saw he posted something. I reached out and I was just like, "Hey, like, hey, what's going on with you?" And for one, like he didn't ask like anything of like like what's going on with me, which I kind of figure because like I noticed that that as time has gone on, um, like there's a lot of people that have developed like a like kind of an inferiority complex. So 
sort of like when you ask other people, like if you don't got shit going on in your life, when you ask other people who do got shit going on in their life, mm-hmm. like it, it, it doesn't make you feel very good. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, just put it, I guess that's like the nicest way that I could put it. But also, when I was telling you about it, like, this is a person that's always kind of lean, like, on the inconsiderate side. And it's just, it's interesting to see, and it's not like I, it's anything that I'm happy about or feel good about, but but it's interesting to see that their life has, like, really, like, not amounted to anything. And... You see that, like, that is the type of person that if they're multiplying, there are droves of that type of people, they cause the political situation that we see now versus men that, like, actually, like, have a purpose and take control of their life. They actually have, they actually are the antithesis to like the political situation that we see now because one they're self-sufficient but two they give so much teachings and information and lessons to the people around them that those the people around them start to see like oh, okay i see why this person operates how they operate and it warrants listening to them because you see yeah. the fruits that they bear like it's one of those things it's like you're not listening to a bum on the street that has like nothing like great it's like damn this person just did this damn they just did this damn they just accomplished this it's like this is a person like worth listening to and yeah. i have this tweet that i came across uh the other day is uh most married men prioritize their small world and someone else's purpose therefore they operate with a small mind to be exceptional, you must prioritize the greater world and your own purpose. And yeah. that's something that uh, that Rich Cooper and Aaron Clary were echoing in, in that video that I was talking about. Is like, yeah, like maybe you do want to like get married and have somebody or whatever the case, but like you have to prioritize the greater world, like you said, make a dent in it. And then also like your purpose and I guess, like having said that, the question that I would pose is, why do you think we're seeing a rise in the manosphere? Because we, we are, we're seeing a rise in the manosphere. But more specifically, we're starting to see a pretty prominent rise in like the black manosphere because we're seeing, we've seen Coach Greg Adams. We've seen, we've seen, uh, uh, Kevin Samuels, and now we're seeing yeah. Fresh and Fit take off. Yeah. And you and I in pre-production were watching a badass <laughs> clip from Fresh and Fit. The show was great. <laughs> I think the paradigm has shifted. I think if we're looking at where feminism started and where it is now, we were bound, and the politics that ensues that too. Like, If you look at where feminism has placed its value when it comes to its politics. It's not the right side of politics. It's the left. Yeah. (laughs) No pun intended. And so now you start muddying what it is to be a feminist, right? Like a a fourth-wave feminist. I think we're in the fourth-wave feminism phase of, of feminism. 
there's nothing like what a first wave feminist was, right? right? There was actually a purpose for first wave feminism. So now you look at where we're at now. Uh, you look at the the dating pool and the dating world, and you start realizing that like this thing of ours when it came to like oh relationships building a family that that thing that that's been long done and over with and is a thing of the past the housewife is not a valuable member to to society according to 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 many feminists and so now men are stuck trying to mold their life into the what it was and it's like well no it's not that anymore this is a different world and i think for a for a for a while um and i'm not gonna fault it just on women i think it was also to the fault of many men making stupid decisions based off of uh, an old model that does not work anymore i feel like they lost their purpose because their purpose wasn't the right purpose yeah. because it was like oh family like you said family kids this that and that's fine that that could be part of your purpose that could be part of like oh i have my family but men lost their identity big time and so now when you're starting to see like 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 the, these prominent channels in and the manosphere growing i think what you're seeing is man men kind of reclaiming or at least attempting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Attempting to reclaim. Because like back then, like if, if you want to get on some wild, wild west shit, men had to figure it the fuck out. Like uh, motherfuckers gonna die out here, so we got to figure it out. And I feel like now to preserve that survival, uh, that survival aspect of a human being, and, and you being a man, like you have to be like, okay, cool. Where is it fruitful to put my time and energy on? Yeah, and like, and and if you look at like 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 black men, for example, the demographic. Look at where we grew up. We grew up in a predominantly Latino and black neighborhood. You lack a lot of leadership in our communities. You know, partly probably because of like, if you look at maybe the median household income, the culture, all these things. So now you're starting to see Kevin Samuels. You're starting to see the also the, like the the. Uh, epidemic of single motherhood. Yeah, uh, that that, has, that plays a big role. Well, that's it. a big aspect right there. So you start looking at that, and, and you're looking at these men, kind of almost in a way, take a fatherly figure. Yeah, to big many time. men. It's like, damn, I need to watch Kevin Samuels because I need I've, to make I've sense of this. I've never heard shit. a man talk like this type shit. Yeah, yeah. Look and, at Jordan Peterson. That's exactly why Jordan Peterson is so big, is because. I mean, I, I, I'm, I would assume women also listen to him, but a lot of men gravitate towards him because they're like, man, wh- where am I going wrong? I don't understand. <gasps> He's helping me understand. And, and you know, it's funny, like what I, I like that you said uh, father figure is because like a lot to a lot of people when they get when and, and you see they start to consume this sort of content, it's like all like new to them, or at least it seems that way. Yeah. But I've always felt like I was like, like this is the shit. Like my dad always told me. Like, like I, yeah. like I've always kind of like my dad has always like told me. Maybe not exactly how this person phrases it, or like if they have certain coin terms, like the juice is not worth worth the squeeze, or yeah. like whatever coin terms that it is that they use. But still, the general idea was what they're putting out, the what they're perpetuating. Yeah. 
And so to me, it was just like, oh, it's nice to see that there are more people out there that are on this shit. But from a young age, I was exposed to these sorts of teachings. Yeah. Where, but a lot of men never were. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's kind of dope, especially with but with, with fresh too- and fit. Yeah. I like that they're young and they could like appeal to like a younger audience because Kevin Samuels, Rich Cooper, Greg Adams, they're a lot older. of those guys, they're older. Yeah. And a lot of those guys, I, I don't really know about Kevin Samuels, but I know Greg Adams and Rich Cooper, they've kind of been divorce raped already. So yeah. to them, it's one of those things where it's just like, well, like you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. I like the idea. I like the notion of, well, how about we don't fuck up at all? Yes. Like, how about yeah. we avoid fucking up, period? Yeah. And like, how much greater is that? Because yes, those guys are great in their own right. And look at what they've built. Fucking uh, Rich Cooper's badass book, uh, uh, Alpha Unplugged, like writing books, doing his thing, all that. So like, greatness is possible after you get divorce raped. But how much greater is it that if you don't fuck up at all? Yeah, it's like they, they were like, listen, I haven't played this game this is what's wrong and now you get like the, the, the these two new guys what's the fresh and fit fresh and fit it's like they're taking the torch and they're like alright cool we got this shit we ain't gonna fuck up now it's like some Jedi shit like yeah. really like and, and it's badass because it's, it's it's good to to have this information now, that's the beautiful thing about the internet is like like you you said this last time I think last episode where I was like oh well what happens when when you stop a certain person and you well you can't really stop it and you're like and then you kind of uh Equated it to like how the manosphere is like, yeah, you stop this guy, but then six more grow, yeah. six more grow, six more grow, and it's like, well, the information is going to be out there, and it's like once the the fire has been lit, it, it it's up to you to be all right. Well, let let me, let, let me keep and, the torch and going. It grows strong and authentic. It's not like how how Thomas Sowell says like uh, racism and race baiting, like. Like race bait, racism is kept alive by like the race baiters. Like it's like that's on life support, and they want to keep that shit alive. Yeah. Whereas like you get something like this, and if you notice, these guys, because they're on their purpose and they are pursuing what they want to pursue. If you notice, these guys, whether they're black, white, whatever have you, they don't preoccupy themselves with like this idea of like oh oppression or or fucking white supremacy or any of that because yeah. they understand the concept of like you're a man do your thing yeah be high value and if that's what you want in order to have like options when it comes to women or whatever the case yeah. have that and what i like about that what i like about that is that type of stuff is what restores society yeah that type of stuff restores society because what we have now, we have this situation where you have so many women, first off, that like rely on the government because like they've been told, oh, you don't need no man, yeah. do you, this, that, and the other. Go ahead. So, so now you're yeah. out on your own. You're right, go ahead, but now you're on the fucking, you're on welfare or the EBT card or fucking Section 8 or what have you. Well, you do need a man because yeah. it's male taxpayers yeah. that are fucking paying that shit. And that's why why these two topics were badass and like it kind of comes full circle because it's like, well, the return of great men, what that starts to do, what that starts to do for men is that one, it starts to make them like open their mind up to like, okay, well, like I kind of was on some 
fucking what's fruitful biden yeah. bernie shit of like what what can be given to me or whatever but now i'm on some well shit i like trump more because he's the one that's gonna tax give me tax incentives to keep growing yeah you know what i'm saying so right there like you have like things start to change you start looking at the roads that you're taking and it's like well which one is going to end better for me exactly where i'm i'm in charge of whether I fail or I or I succeed, it is a scarier road, but like it's Hell also no, it's uh, not scarier. Yeah. The scarier road is leaving somebody else in charge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. of yeah. that shit, and then yeah, but you're I, equal, but everybody's yeah. eating shit. Like yeah, like, but at face value, it's like think of it like this: you go, everyone goes up to, up, up a hill, right? Like like oh, when we, we when we went to Mexico, we went to Cenotes, right? There is a feeling, an exhilarating feeling you f- you feel like when you f- get into the, like the the cliff part, and, and for the people that don't don't know what cenotes are, is like when you go to Mexico, what what happens like these caves? It's an underground waterfall. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's basically, like the Earth's like natural filtration. Yeah, and it's crazy because like this is salt water that turns into fresh water. So it's like a beautiful sight to see. And anyone that goes to like, let's say Cancun or Playa Carmen, like you should definitely take one of those trips that takes you to one of those because it's like, it's beautiful. But in, in many of those, they have like, where, where like, it's like an edge of a cliff type type yeah. situation where you could jump into the water. And to me, it's like jumping into the water is taking the road where like, it's more fruitful for you. It's yeah. scarier at face value. It's scarier. It's a great story every time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, you're literally at the cliff at this point you're testing yourself will i go through with this shit and like afterwards like you said it's a good story to tell it's like you're you're challenging yourself because it's like you're you're trying to overcome that fear yeah that that's obviously the and it's a spectacle to everybody (laughs) around especially when you do it like our friend big baby (laughs) and and announce that you're a god before you do it and like you have all these tourists from europe and everywhere looking big baby is a black guy from the south side of chicago actually from the what was it the east side of chicago but now he's south side now and he got in his rosetta stone type shit so when he went to mexico he knew spanish and knew it well enough to speak it and this guy gets on the cliff and then says, uh, <laughs> Ellos dicen que soy un dios. Yes, verdad. And what that essentially translates yeah. to is they say I'm a god and it, and it is the truth. And then, but mind you, he's he's yelling that shit like Tarzan. Yeah. And, and fucking then immediately jumping in and where like there's all type of tourists, all type of people from all over the world. Yeah. So like the impression that this man made on them is as epic. Then the locals were looking like, what's the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is godly figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this godly yeah. figure? <laughs> like I, I like all the Mayan people, they were just looking like, damn, this motherfucker's on some he's a real one. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I actually had me dying. But it's like that's the experience you want and and it's like you're not gonna die like you said it's it's the better road to take it's like it's it's a memorable experience it's like well you're challenging yourself because i i don't care what anyone says i'm not even that afraid of heights but when i was at the edge i was like damn yeah this is pretty scary yeah so i could only imagine someone that's afraid of heights you know so it's like yes you want to, to to do that actually jordan peterson has had um segments on that on like how you well at, literally the book 12 years or 12 years uh, tw- uh antidote to chaos 12 steps um he talks about that like well 
you do need chaos. You don't need absolute chaos. Don't put yourself in a chaotic situation where like you have no control. No, but like order is good, but introducing chaos when you have order is always good because like you're challenging yourself it and you're growing. Growth, yeah. yeah. And and I think, well, yeah, that's that's definitely the route to take. Don't be complacent. Um if you if you if you learn something, okay, cool. Well what else can you learn? What else can you do? Like and then you start realizing uh, it becomes like a thing where like there really is an unlimited amount of things that you could push yourself to do you know like like if you think about your high school version and then now it's like you'd be like how did i get here exactly yeah i wrote how many songs yeah i bought this many things i i i I did this many things i traveled like but it's like well at some point you had to push yourself and that's the journey. That's the beauty. The beauty of it all is the journey. And that's and that's exploring what what guys like Kevin Samuels talk about of like, ex, you know, exploring your purpose and 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 becoming high value and everything like that. And it's nice that he is that. Now, what what I will say though is like I do find, um, and I actually had posted this uh, this tweet that I saw, and. Um, people had commented on i said i see a lot of men who rock with and even simp for kevin samuels as mostly living vicariously through him but can they keep that same energy in their own lives and that's the thing that does worry me and that's why i think that it's important that these sort of things and these sort of ideas and these teachings and these lessons are given younger before guys get married and and start having kids and everything like that because it's it gets to the point where it's just like i see a lot of people that rock with kevin samuels many of them are married with kids and so i it begs to question like the shit that he's talking about you being the man and like dictating like how things are operating and you being of high purpose and being able to like move about freely in this world can you do that do you do that yeah and that's where it's just like well and and in pre-production i said like for those that can't they really be might as well be listening to the lord of the rings because that shit is like just as much fantasy yeah as that shit yeah and to me that's where where like talk is cheap like it's yeah. cool listen but if you're not going to implement and if you're not going to challenge yourself and, and and this is another thing too that, that I've noticed about you and me when we look at some of these channels and stuff like that first of all we don't agree we're not yes men to these people like there's certain things I can never agree with um, Aaron Clary he's a minimalist minimalist yeah. I can't do that shit yeah hell no like I respect Aaron Clary and I even respect that and like, I wish I could be is, like this motherfucker is always like doing streams live streams and doing like video chats and his headphones like bother me so much like yes. dude get a pair of good fucking <laughs> headphones like, and he'll probably like debate you to the death that I don't need those yeah and, and you'll be like no you do you need better shit can you please but like he's a minimalist yeah. like, you're and not gonna convince me, him who's a headphones guys I, I got the XM3s I got the XM4s I got the Apple headphones I got the fucking Bose 700s like I'm a headphones guy yeah. and 
like so to me it really bothers me yeah. like dude please <laughs> I feel like if you had an argument with him <laughs> pair of head- I would give him yeah exactly I would give him I, like, I would probably, give him like my XM3s or some shit but it still is way better than what the fuck yeah. he has on you'd be like the next time that you meet up with us hey man I had to get you a gift <laughs> I know you won't get it so I have to fucking do it for you and you won't even be mad at me because they're used I fucking sanitized them here <laughs> I didn't buy it There's, I didn't buy extra I didn't pay extra money here yeah. you go but, but yeah people will have their philosophy on certain things and you might be like ah, I get it not my cup of tea and I could respect like yeah. those are philosophies that I can respect yeah. like him like I'm I'm obviously joking that it bothers me so much yeah. that's him you know whatever yeah. he yeah. still does his thing it's it's not affecting the quality of, of his product or anything so yeah I respect it it's not something that infringes on me in any sort of yeah. way or whatever the shit that I don't respect is when people operate in a way that infringes negatively on others. I yeah. don't rock with that shit. But yeah, so a hundred percent, you can. You You'll take bits and pieces of everybody, and that's the thing. That's the part of it all that I think that that resonates with me is like, what I like about all these guys. Is, listen, I'm not gonna agree with everybody. I'm not gonna say, oh, he's right on everything, but I enjoy the conversation and the ideas flowing, and then that way. You know yourself enough to be like, oh, I like this piece. I like that piece. I like this. And then you create kind of like your own masterpiece of what it is to be your own man. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think that that's the mark of someone that really wants to grow, first of all, and also will push themselves and, 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 and like be like, all right, cool, I could do this better. I could do that better. Oh, I thought about this a little bit differently. Now that they said it, I see maybe I yeah. might, maybe should have looked at it this way. But you got to implement it. You got to put it into like... You're, and it's not like something that you could just do overnight. Like, I think that you implement these things and then you move on living your life, living a better life. And even they within themselves don't agree with everything. Like, I don't know if Rich Cooper and, and, and Kevin Samuels have ever done anything to it, like a live stream or, or a chat or whatever. But Kevin Samuels, like what he talks about is being high value and whoever the woman is in your life, because I believe he himself is married. Whatever the woman, whoever the woman is in your life, like, you know, you being able to do your thing. Rich Cooper is on the opposite shit and he's actually like very aggressive. He flat out says smart men don't get married. Yeah. He like that's that's his phrasing. He's like smart men don't get married. It just it is what it is. They just don't. And so and I disagree with that. But in that disagreement, there's a big portion of why I understand where he's coming from. And I'm like, man, I kind I, I kind of agree with him to a to a certain extent, but I feel like you're copping out. But that's me. That's me looking at it as an individual. How what do you mean how do you copping out, out in I, I think sense? I think that like if you're raw, like when it comes to like picking a partner, you ain't gonna have those problems. You ain't gonna get raped. Yeah. You know, I've been in, I've been in, in, in the situation where where I my marriage didn't work. No, but I knew I was picking a high value woman, and if it didn't work, oh, all right, that's fine. But we can handle this honorably. So yeah. I feel like for him, when he says that, you're kind of in a way saying you ain't good enough or you're not smart enough to be able to weed through it. I I think. So I agree with what you're saying, but I yeah. think on the the flip end is one his position is well you never really can know yeah. what like the, so that's an amount of control you that don't have you don't have yeah and so he's kind of not about that 
And so it's just like, well, like, why not just like alleviate yeah. like that whole thing? I think it might it might be it, it might be a debate of about faith, and I think certain things like because like no matter how much control we think we have, we don't have it. Like we have control over many things. Yeah. But I mean, right now an asteroid can hit us and it's the end. Yeah. And I think part of living a comfortable and healthy mental life is knowing that like well i don't really have all the control but what i do what i can try and control or or or, 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 or make a better situation of i will and let's hope that i get a little bit of luck with it yeah. you know because i think of it like when it comes to investing in property like there's no guarantee we're going to get a good deal the guarantee comes with the notion that I took control over my finances and and everything as far as like doing the footwork to find this deal and then after that I still don't have control I can only offer something and then from there it's like oh well let's see if the cards fall as they may they might not yeah you might get a no and I'll go with this person so a lot of it too is like I think that's what luck is you know like luck is like well hey I, I was prepared and I was I happened to be there what I had control over, I did my best and I got myself there. Yeah. And then from there, it's like, whatever happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. I just think that that's like him, his yeah. situation, like where he's, where he's coming from. And then also you got to consider that, like how you just said, like that was somebody that like was high value and you sort of looked at, well, in the event that things don't work out, how would this be? A lot of guys, like, they they never look at, like, how could it possibly be if things don't work out? Like, so many yeah, people, yeah. they, like, they take that road. And it's funny because, again, one of the things that, like, my dad, like, told me when I was much younger. Well, I remember one day I had to go to a court with him for something. And we went up to like uh, the divorce court in yeah. the, uh, at at the Daily Center, like where the you know, all the courthouses are. Yeah. And it's funny because like he was like, yeah, like it's public proceeding, like we could go in there. And he's like, I think everybody before they get married, they should come in here and like look <laughs> and see. Smart because shit. Be, but and, and imagine like being a young dude, like being exposed to that. And it's not people would be like, oh, well, why would he expose you to that? Well, why would he expose me to the truth? Yeah. Because the reality is, is like. All of these people, to a certain degree, they went with, into this with a level of arrogance, thinking that this would never be. Exactly, yeah. Like, you walk in... Because who the fuck gets married thinking that they're going to get divorced? Who the fuck does that? Like right. They, who enters a tournament... Uh, uh, we entered a two-on-two basketball tournament. Well, I'm definitely not in the tournament to fucking lose. That's your goddamn shirt. Let's do everything we can to win. But... There but, is, but also yeah. you consider the stakes like a two-on-two yeah. tournament it's like oh we lost all right slap hands all right good yeah. job but when you're liable to lose half Everything, of your shit yeah. <laughs> well you ought to consider yeah. that you know what i'm saying yeah. that's the difference and, and then that makes you start thinking like well do you get with someone out of the fact that you're you like this person or that you you love this person, or you're you want to build with this person, but you're gonna leave the money thing out of it, because like to an extent you could leave the money out of it, but at the same time it's like if you're building with someone, you're still building with someone. Money is part of that, but so so you start thinking of it from a very philosophical level, and it's not something so easy to be like, all right, I'm gonna get married. Like how 
a lot of people do. Six months in, all right, cool. Well, yeah, no, no, I think I yeah, we're we're in love. We're gonna get married. Really, sir? I don't know. I don't know if if, if you wanna sit there and 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 uh, put everything on the line for yourself because divorce court is not good to men. That's that's the truth. So some people will be like, oh well, that's a losing that that that's a losing uh or that's a negative. You're being a negative Defeatist Nancy about it. Yeah, attitude. No, yeah. no, I'm being a realist. Like, yeah. and that's the thing where I where Rich Cooper, I think, then I, you could if you're gonna agree with him on, on on that front, which to an extent I do agree with him, is you have to take the realist approach because it's like, well, shit is just not gonna. Because you think you may know someone, you don't really know them. You don't know anybody 100%. Yeah. So that you have to be very careful. And so so I could definitely see how you get to that road, right? I could see that. But then when you look at Kevin Samuels and he starts talking about high value this, high value that, get yourself a girl that is on the same page with you, well, then I can also understand that. But he is still playing a risky game it's riskier yeah yeah it's riskier yeah it, it is riskier for what at the end of the day like yeah. why do you have to be married yeah exactly it's just like you're down with me you're down with me exactly like, it's like oh well what about like in the event that like well there's there's if something happens there's ways around it like if a motherfucker like wants to leave you something in the event that some shit pops you there's wills there's yeah. like all type of other shit that like can can be maneuvered yeah. so like that to me is a little bit of a cop out when guys are like oh well because of that this and that but yeah. there's other ways around that but it's just like ultimately both perpetuate messages of like men being on yeah. their shit and it's and it's good because we do really live in an age where like there's a lot of men that are either lost and need direction or there's a lot of men that are just in situations where like they have been like so demasculinized, like or yeah. is that the right demasculine or un? Uh, Sounds like some shit that does exist. Emasculate, emasculate, yeah. Emasculate. They they've been they've been so emasculated, yeah. That it's just like Jesus Christ. You need somebody like this, but then too, one has to consider if like your spirit never kicked back while you were being emasculated will no matter how much content of kevin samuels and rich yeah. cooper and coach greg adams and hanging with apes and whatever fresh and fit and whatever the fuck will it make a difference anyway you yeah. know and that's the thing that i think we have to we have to consider but in considering that you will see those men that like do great things live exceptional lives and then the ones that like sort of like get left behind yes in in just like like blah you know and, yeah. and that's and that's that can be sad a sad thing but I agree. that's our episode for this week thank you guys so much for listening the show continues to grow because you guys keep listening so keep on listening remember if we talk about anything you know somebody would be interested in please share the episode with them on all podcast platforms. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.